Well, Ulysses, we're going to take a break from our player reviews on today's episode and discuss the happenings with the World Series. And we have some legitimate bona fide Rays news as well that we have to dive into. No matter if it's the offseason, the Rays will always give you something to talk about. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well at Locked on Rays. And you can email us anytime. Send us those mailbag questions and voice memos to LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, before we dive into some of the happenings with the Tampa Bay Rays, and we will continue our player reviews on Friday's episode, plus uh, trivia and name that war as well, but uh, we do have to take a step back and mention what is happening with the World Series. Uh, As we are recording right now, Game 4 is kicking off, getting underway, but man, oh man, the the Phillies sure took advantage of uh, that game at home yesterday whooping the Strohs by a score of seven to zero I think they had as many home runs in that game as the Rays had all in the regular season seemingly but that was uh that was a show me game that was uh uh that that was a show your muscle uh if you're the Phillies and and quite the quite the show for the Phillies to kind of say hey we don't care about you know, the Astros being better on paper and then being the favorites. You're in our town now. You got to deal with our fan base. You got to deal with uh, our players, our organization. And uh, we have a little bit of edge to us as well. I don't think I've ever been this invested in a World Series since a long time ago, really. I've enjoyed this playoffs so much. And it's so cool to see an 87-win team just say, oh, on papers, it says the cards are better than us. Oh, it says that they have better defense than us, Nolan and Arenado. Well, we're going to make him make an error in the ninth inning, and we're going to score some six runs in the ninth with Mm -hmm. with, with an out. Oh, Goldschmidt is at first? Oh, he's going to have an errant throw uh, to home. Oh, Tommy Edmond? Yeah, sure. He's gonna miss a grounder too. Like it, it just started with that first W, yeah. and they just became this roller coaster. And when they went through the cards in 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 those two games, I remember that post game conference with Riz Hoskins and Bryce Harper, and then they were asking um, Riz, "Hey, what did uh, what did Bryce say in the in the clubhouse?" And he said, uh, "We ain't losing." And and now it's it, it was a cool like line after mm-hmm. a wild card series, but now it's like no, these guys believe it. They ain't right. losing. They're going after it. And oh, the bullpen is so bad. Oh, the Phillies bullpen. They don't allow. They haven't allowed a run yet. It's yeah. it, it, it's it's been really really interesting to to see this team just defy all the odds. And that's what 
that's why it matters the whole bite of the apple that the Rays have, have, you know, consecrated as their MO, like, you know, go to the playoffs as many times as you can. The issue that the Rays haven't really gotten figured out is you do need, I know in 2020 it was Randy Rosarena. Right. But you do need a star guy, a punch guy, a heavy set guy. And, you know, maybe that was going to be Nelson Cruz last year uh, in 2021. They didn't yeah. have that guy in 2022. Maybe in, 20, in 2023, they think Brendan Lau could be that guy or Wander Franco could be that guy. But me as a third party uh, uh, observer, you need a proven guy. You need a guy who's been there, done that 33-year-old, 35-year-old. I want this guy to, to have been married for 10 years. I need this guy to have been paying a mortgage for the last right. 10 years. I need him to, to, to have already been having two kids and, and they're both out of elementary school. Like, I need a vet. I need a guy who's been there and done that, Kevin. And they have multiple players like that, not just Bryce Harper, but Kyle Schwarber. And that's, I think what separates the Phillies where they're at right now compared to a team like the Rays where, uh, you know, they're relying on Randy in 2020 or whatever it is, but they've got, like you mentioned, proven vets who've been there, done that. They have, they have edge and they have swagger, but it's in a good way. And you can tell just watching this team that they legitimately believe in themselves and they get along. And not just what, for example, Bryce Harper, what he does at the plate speaks for itself, but it's the little things that make so much of a difference. The leadership qualities of pulling Alec Bohm aside and giving him some tips and hints as to how to best approach and attack Lance McCullers. That's, mm-hmm. You know, you don't just pay Bryce Harper $300 million to, to hit bombs and draw walks and have a high OPS and, and have a great beard and, and embrace the city of Philadelphia. But it's also bringing the younger guys along and making sure that they're ready for the moment, too. And I think that's kind of been the problem for the Rays is that they don't have enough of those battle-tested guys in their lineup or in their clubhouse over the course of one season because of all the transition that happens and because you're you know you're you're, they're just not gonna have a big payroll so they're not gonna have a lot of veterans on the team so that makes it difficult but when you're a team like the Phillies right now where you have Harper you have Marsh you have Schwarber you have Ramuto you have Castellanos you know and that's just a couple of players like that's a pretty big group of guys to um to me anyway it, it doesn't seem like they get flustered or shut down um you know, even in their, their roughest stretches, they can, they can still battle back and show toughness and fortitude. And, and those are the types of players that seem to, I mean, they, I know they're not from Philadelphia per se, but they, they give off an aura of Philly guys. And and you can tell the fan base loves it. The fan base loves it. Yeah. And, and it, it got me thinking watching that game last night. I mean, as, at, as of this juncture, Philadelphia with, with the core and group that they have, it, it might be the toughest environment in, in major league baseball. When you have that fan base, which already has a reputation and then they're getting on board like they are. I, I don't know if it compares to any, anywhere else right now. I mean, I, I think they, they, after the bomb and the Harper home runs, 
I, I think there's a university. I saw this tweet. I forget who who posted it, but th- like it re- registered as like some sort of seismic activity, right? Because yeah, because of how how loud Citizens Bank Park was. Like that's 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 incredible. That's incredible. But you know, taking the World Series and and putting a little race spin on it, I agree with you. It's you know because of the payroll, you don't have you know the veterans and the veterans that come in you know, have usually been either a trade deadline acquisition, so you pay them less, and, or, and have been underwhelming, uh, yeah. or two, they are veterans that are not on their last legs, but trying to, like, use it as a, a bounce back year. Right. Um, Reclamation um, project, they're not in the prime of themselves, basically. And again, I'm, I'm not asking, but, like, Schwarber, I don't know if you have it in front of you. I, I, the, the contract that he signed with Philadelphia, I think it was four I, years, seventy nine mil. I mean, it was a hefty, hefty deal. It's a hefty deal, but the guy's going to swat you forty six home runs. Yeah, and from he, the left side, he's, he's won a ring before. He's he's won a ring before, and he's played Boston. And if you can play for Boston, the idea or the math would go that then you can play for a place like Philadelphia. Where I understand if you can get the Rays never. Time. I understand the Rays would never go for a bad only guy in the defense. Oh my gosh! And the but yeah. tell me about the DRS and the OAA. You know, which is okay, whatever. I mean, we but can like, throw that we, all, just, we can throw that all out the window with what the the Phillies are doing right now. Yes, yes, we can, Kevin. But you know what? People that love love everything that the Rays front office does and never will want ever say something that went wrong with their decision-making, they'll say, well, they just got lucky. The odds would be that that doesn't honestly work, which is really such a just, oh, it's it's unnerving that they have that perspective because if you always go with the odds, I know people are going to, well, you're most likely to be correct, but like, why don't you just try something different? I mean, the the Phillies did. And I'm pretty sure Sam Fold is a, uh, 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 an analytics guy, and I'm yeah. and I'm pretty sure that he's a very smart guy. Isn't he a Stanford guy? Like, uh, I'm I'm just I'm upset yeah. looking at kind of this Phillies team and how it was constructed and how race fans that just you know say yes, sir, thank you, sir, thank you so much for everything, and never try to kind of critical think by themselves and and say, hmm, was that a right choice by the uh, front yeah. office? To 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 just see the Phillies and they're like oh well it it's it's an it's a weird quirky thing like no it it can work it yeah. can work it just you just have to have the right pieces and you have to get there the Rays are halfway there get to the dance as many right. times as you can but you need some punch you need some guys that have been there done that and and you need some security Kevin and when I'm talking security the first thing I think about of security is simply safe Kevin because. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now because Locked On Race listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Okay, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row. And in fact, in an emergency, 
24-7 professional, professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. That is just the best thing you can do for you and your home. So you don't want to miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply System uh, safe system at simplysafe.com slash today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. So simplysafe.com, go there today, and you'll never feel as safe as with Simply Safe. In this discussion, it, it makes me think about the Braves, what they did last year in investing in veterans, maybe not to the extent of the Phillies, but still those types of guys. And maybe that's something where Fangraphs or some of these uh, highbrow websites and analytical think tanks need to you know, consider as maybe like a, a veteran or experience quotient, you know, as far as not just the age of the players on your roster, but those players that how many years have they played in the bigs? Um, what have they done in those years in the bigs? How many playoff games have they played? What types of teams have they played for? Have they played for winning teams? Have they played for playoff teams? I'm sure there's some, there's got to be some sort of equation. I know it's not a perfect science, but you add in enough guys that have been around the block a little bit and not just played a long time in the bigs, but you know, they've been there, done that in the playoffs and maybe they didn't get in won the world series. So they have that drive to win the world yes. series. It's, you know, the, the old Joe Madden, you know, steps of, Hey, I'm just happy to be there now. You know, I'm I'm trying to make my money now. All I want to do is win. Well, yep. all all Bryce Harper wants to do is win. All Kyle Schwarber yes. wants to do is win. All JT Raymuto and Nick Castellanos want to do are win. They've they've made their money. They're established. Now they want that ring on their finger. Yes, and and for most of that Rays lineup in in 2022, it was like, holy crap, I'm in the big leagues. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, have you seen these hotels? They're more, amazing. And because of that, you're, I mean, not just awestruck, but you're probably a little bit more self-involved and in, in trying to stay afloat and, hey, how do I keep my spot and, and do the best for myself so I can get that contract or stick around as opposed to the guys, the aforementioned guys with the Phillies that they know they're sticking around. There, there's no pressure on them on if they're going to get cut or whatever. They can, they can go through the ebbs and flows of a season or a contract. And I think that kind of, in a way, brings them closer together than, you know, a, a team as fun and loosey-goosey as the Rays can be. Kevin, there were points in the season where you had Josh Lowe, Vidal Bruhan, Taylor Walls, and Rene Pinto in the lineup. And you're like, oh my yeah. goodness. They're just happy to be there. They're in the first Joe Madden step of the ladder of being a big leaguer. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive. I really wish and hope for this offseason that the race can get a proven vet. I know we've talked about Michael Brandley. I know we talked about uh, Jose Abreu. I know we talked about Jock Peterson. Uh, someone that's been there, done that, and can give you pop, that can give you power, especially if they are good against right-handed pitching. Like That is the priority, 100%. Yes. Um, changing gears a little bit. Uh, well, first off, as of this recording, again, the – Game four just getting underway between the Phillies and Astros. The the Phillies winning the series thus far. Uh, are you leaning Phillies or it's still up in the air? 
I I mean, I want the Phillies after seeing game three. I feel like they they know they know they can do it. And so let's see about game four. I mean, by the time people are listening to this episode, which is which is, you know, the funny thing is like they'll know what's going on. You guys know what's going on. So you can write it down in the comments, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. uh, Let us know what you thought about game four. And so we can read the comments and, and, and hopefully, you know, get your outtakes there. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. By the time. By the time next week rolls around, we're going to have a World Series champion. And hopefully, it'll be the Phillies so that they yeah. keep the Astros in purgatory. Boom. And uh, I guess, you know, obviously changing gears here and more of a raised focus. Uh, and bittersweet in a way, good for Matt Quattraro, bad for the Rays, I guess, is he uh, is moving on to become the manager of the Kansas City Royals, which – I thought was a little bit surprising, not that he got the job, but that an announcement was made as the World Series is ongoing. I thought that um, teams were kind of instructed to keep some of this uh, news under wraps so as to not uh, disrupt the momentum of the World Series. You know, you want to, that's your crown jewel. You don't want to, you know, do anything to sidetrack that, so to speak. But it is what it is. Matt Quattraro, now in uh, Kansas City Royals uniform, which... Um, again, great for him, but this could be a challenge for the Rays considering that Kevin Cash is going to have to develop or work with a new sidekick. And it's not only Quattraro that's gone, but Stan Borowski retiring and the Rays bringing in a replacement for him. So there could be some, uh, growing pains and learning curve for Kevin Cash's staff in 2023. I'm also going to be curious to see who replaces Quattraro. I would like to see personally uh, Brady Williams over Rodney Linares, but that's maybe a conversation for another day. But happy for Matt Quattraro. It seems like every year this has been a, an ongoing discussion. Of, hey, he interviewed with this team, that team, the other team, never got the job. We knew it was only a matter of time before he would finally get his chance and now gets his chance with a team that's rebuilding, has a, has a really – interesting fun core of young players in a new front office management, which I think in a way allows him to maybe be on the same page with them, bring his ideas and thoughts and what he learned with the Rays, as opposed to uh, becoming the manager of a team that has a GM that's been there for 10, 15 years that already has established ideas and is slow to change. Yeah. It it looks like everything is, good for him in this position number one you get to be a manager oh there's only 30 spots so that's yeah. pretty cool for matt uh second of all it's a clean slate in in not only with the front office with dayton moore leaving uh you know the team and so you you have a new front office a, a little bit of maybe a fresh air but also you have a clean slate with the roster i mean when the yeah. race faced the, the the royals i believe ba and duane were saying something like 45% of, of, of their roster was rookies, like first-year rookies. So mm. it's it's a very clean slate on both front office and, and on the lineup construction and the roster construction. So I think he that would give him, I believe, more of a leash than yes. what went wrong with, you know, in Toronto with uh, – Charlie Montoya. Toronto. And Charlie Montoya. Charlie Montoya. And you know what? He might be a candidate to come back for his old gig. 
I mean, maybe, possibly, perhaps, perhaps, um, maybe it, it, what he brought wasn't gelling too much in, in Toronto uh, clubhouse. They wanted something a little bit more firmer, but it, it, it seemed to work uh, with the Rays. Maybe it's just different corporate culture, you know, between the organizations. But I do think, and I'm going to put it out here on November the 2nd, that, you know, uh, I know it, it probably won't be your first pick, but I do think it's going to be the pick. Mm. You're going to see uh, Rodney Linares become the bench coach. And I say that because of two things. Number one, it seems that just like umpires move from home plate to third to second to first, right, mm-hmm. on a four-game series, um, the Rays like to move guys from third base coaching job to the bench coach. It's, it's right. been, it's been that way for a while. So that's my first guess of why it would be Rodney. And my second guess is Rodney Linares actually has managing experience, both right. in the Dominican uh, league in, I believe the minor leagues in the Astro system. And third of all, he's going to be the world baseball classics DR manager. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think the writing is on the wall that it, it would be, I think, kind of a slap in the face if he doesn't get it. Not saying right. that he's that that that's just the way it should be, you know, nepotism yeah. or something like that. But I think that that's the path where we're and going to be. A couple other things that. with that too. I mean, the the Rays might, as bad as it is to say, they might um, feel that Brady Williams makes a larger impact or is more important to the organization by being at the minor league level, just as it sits right now. And uh, I don't know if this is something, I mean, we know about some of Ronnie Linares' gaffes as a base running coach. Maybe this is sort of a way to get him off as a base running coach too. That- <laughs> yeah. Quattraro again, it was only a matter of, I, I remember I was at the Royals Rays game where, I mean, they, those young players are fun to watch and they're going to be fun to watch for years to come obviously there's bobby witt jr but you look at mj melendez Vinny pasquatino drew waters they got uh, i guess maybe an ace of the future in their own right with brady singer so and uh this is something we've talked about endlessly as well it's not like you're going to the world's toughest division either it's the al central now it's going to take probably several years or or multiple years for I think they just want to see continued progress. I don't think that they're expecting. I mean, I would not think that the, the expectation that the Royals go from uh, cellar dweller to a playoff team in, in two years is probably unrealistic. But at least, you know, take bites of the apple, if you will. Hey, win seventy games uh, this upcoming year. Win seventy five the year after that. Okay, third year maybe you get to eighty. Maybe you sneak into a playoff spot. There is expanded playoffs, so. Um, maybe that's something that we're looking at uh, from that standpoint. But also inject yeah. some inject some of that raised culture into the royal system because, and by yeah. that I mean you know bring the analytics into the Royals clubhouse, which maybe was missing lately in in, in that you know uh, organization. Matt Quattraro has had experience with young teams, not not only with with the race, but also with Cleveland. So mm-hmm. he he has been in that area of having a lot of brushes with with young players and what their development looks like and what should be expected of these young players. So I, I think the leash is longer because 
of his resume and because of the new front office and because they know that the roster is new. So I wouldn't say anything like, oh, you know, you know two years you're going to have to – I think it's going right. to be loosey-goosey, but I do think that they would expect to be a wild-card contendant in, I don't know, I would say 2025? 2025, so they 23, 24, 25. Yeah, at least, you know, kind of on the border there. Um, yeah. If you can surprise us in 24, it, they would be delighted, but 25 is probably when they're like, okay, we're going. Like, okay, they've had enough cooking. Let's yeah. go. And um, thinking down the line a little bit, uh, I know they have the Salvador Perez contract that they need to navigate and figure out. Maybe this is the time to find a suitor for him to add to your prospect repertoire because I, you're not Oof. winning anything this year or next year, most likely. Send, send like every middle infield prospect that you don't believe in or trust in, have the whatever they want in the middle infield prospects that you don't want. In fact, all of them if they want all of them. And, and just get a bat. Salvador Perez is a bat. Yeah. You're going to get knocks. You're going to get power. I don't care if he can't catch worth a lick, even though he did caught, uh, uh, had a caught stealing at third base by, I believe, Taylor Walls or Vidal Brujan, one of the speedy guys. Mm-hmm. He, got him, he, he caught him at third. So it's not like he, he, he's just a, a wall back there, but I don't care. Proven bet. Been there, done that. I think Salvador Perez is a World Series MVP. Is he not? So, yes. Or an ALCS MVP. Like, that's the kind of leadership that you need. I don't care if he only catches 50 games. It, it'll put what, whoever else is on the on the catching uh, situation a, 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 a little bit less of, of, of pressure there with the bat. Quick question, uh, quick trivia, actually. So um, Matt Quattraro becomes the fifth former Rays coach to be hired as a manager. Can you name the others? Montoyo. Yes. Baldelli. Yes. Derek Shelton, three. Hmm. Wait, like they have to be a coach. They couldn't have. Be, so like Joe Madden wouldn't count because he was a manager already with the race. Correct. Okay. So just coaches. Montoya, Baldelli, Shelton. Montoya, Baldelli, Shelton, Quadraro's the fourth, so I need oh, one Quintraro. more. okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Okay, banana peel. In uh, fifth, tell me the division. Uh, the NL East. Oh, Dave Martinez. Dave Martinez, hey. who won a ring. Follow-up yeah. to that, Good out of Quadraro, Baldelli, Dave Martinez. Actually, no, let's, let's take... Quattaro out of the equation. Baldelli, Dave Martinez, Derek Shelton. Do you think they're still managing for their respective teams uh, by 2026? I think the guy that would have the biggest leash there would be Davey because they've won with him. Right. Uh, I also want to say Shelton just because the Pirates don't care about winning. Like, we know this now. That's they true. They don't care. They, they could give a bleep's bleep 
about bleep yeah. and winning. They don't yeah. bleep and care. If they I mean, care, can, they yeah. wouldn't do the things that they do. And I mean, I don't know if can Baldelli survive another under. That's 500 the shortest leash. Yeah, that's the shortest leash. Yeah, hundred percent. It's unfortunate. Um, all right, so there we go again. Congratulations to Matt Petraro. Congratulations to what the Phillies did um, on Tuesday. Hopefully, they keep it up uh, and. Keep listening to the Locked on Rays podcast. We have uh, what we think is going to be a fun episode on Friday. We got some, uh, we got two players to review as well as baseball trivia and name that one. In the meantime, thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on Today podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow.